0: Welcome back to the show. My name is Ashley. And today I have a very special guest with me. We are going to talk about stress. So I feel like this is a topic of conversation that was very beneficial for me to hear. And I think you will also find it incredibly helpful. So Today, I have Trudy Stone with me. She is a certified culinary nutritionist. Woohoo! She's a TV guest, wellness expert, author, podcast host, and founder of Trudy Stone Nutrition from Toronto, Canada. And she educates people about nutrition solutions for managing stress and anxiety. From healthy habits to brain health. Trudy is passionate about empowering people to build healthier habits and unlock the power of plant-based foods to build a strong and vibrant brain and body. Trudy is also the creator of the rise method, a step-by-step framework to help people like myself and like you overcome stress, overwhelm, and fatigue. Here's my interview with Trudy. Welcome Trudy. Thank you for having me, Ashley. Yes, I'm so glad that you're here, and I know that for those listening, they are also excited to dive into what you have to talk with us about related to all things plants and specifically more stress and how we can use that to basically turn stress into our superpower, which I think is so beautifully stated. So before we even get into that... Take us back to, you know, kind of basically what, what led you here, how you got interested in eating more plants and basically using stress as a a form of your superpower.
1: Yeah. Well, I usually start the story off, Ashley, by saying, you know, who knew that a trip to the bathroom could be so transformational? (laughs) Yes. People are like, what? (laughs) Well, I used to work in the corporate world, Ashley. And, you know, one day, you know, after a meeting I went to the bathroom and you know, when you're done a meeting and you go into the bathroom you're kind of like maybe chatting with your coworker about the meeting you just got out of. So that's what was happening, Uh, went into the bathroom and as we're kind of chatting back and forth between the stalls, I'm trying to do my button up and I, you know, pause if this is TMI but I'm trying to do the button up on my pants. And then I'm realizing that it's just not quite buttoning up like it used to. And I'm kind of struggling with it in there. And then that's when the most embarrassing thing happened, the button popped off and rolled right into the stall next to me where my coworker was. Mm. So I was completely mortified. I had a million and one thoughts going through my mind. At that time, I was blaming my dryer, shrinking my pants again I was trying to figure out how I was going to bribe my coworker from not telling everybody about this in the lunchroom (laughs) and I was also trying to figure out how I was going to keep my pants up for the rest of the day let's be real (laughs) yes (laughs) so luckily I did have a blazer so I put that around my waist so I was cool just in case anybody was worrying about that but you know that's when I really started to realize that you know I did want to lose weight, but I didn't want to just go on another diet because I had this unhealthy relationship with food where I kept losing it and gaining it back and losing it and getting it back. And I wanted to get out of that cycle. I just wanted a way of eating healthy where I felt good in my body and I just felt good about myself. Right. So I went over countless research studies um, and that's when I started to you know, understand the benefits of plant-based eating and you know, plant-based in general and healthy fats. And at that time, I didn't really know a lot about plant-based eating. I started to apply those tips and strategies on myself. Um, and then before I knew it, I actually lost 30 pounds. But the thing about it is I wasn't even really trying so much to lose weight. It just kind of came off effort, little seed. But what was even more important, Ashley, was the way that I felt like I just felt like I had more energy. I felt like I had more mental clarity, more focus. My mood was better. Um, and I didn't know it at that time that, you know, how important plants were. So again, I went back to school, I actually, you know, studied nutrition, I wasn't actually planning on becoming a nutritionist, I just wanted to learn more about plant based eating. And I just wanted to help people. But the more that I dug in was the more that I realized, I'm really interested in this. I'm really passionate about this. I also want to help other people to just get off the diet bandwagon and just learn how to eat healthy. So that's when I decided to become a nutritionist. Um, And here I
0: am now. That is amazing. It's amazing what can stem from one moment. And especially when you're in the bathroom stall and your button pops off, like how this like whole journey transpires from that. Well, and I I really like Trudy, what you said about that. It wasn't about the weight loss. It was about you figuring out how, like the food that you're putting into your body, how it aligns with you in a way that makes you feel really, really good. Like that was your most Mm -hmm. important piece. It's like, I want to feel good. And I want the food that I'm putting into my body to amplify that all the more, to make me feel really good,
1: right, right. You know, and I always encourage people, Ashley, to eat how they want to feel. So that's always a big thing for me. Even with exercising, I work out not because of the way I want to look; it's because of the way that it makes me feel.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really good point too, because I feel like so often we fall into the trap of dieting, like you mentioned, of on again, off again, because we're not. Typically we're not going on diets so that we'll feel really good physically. We typically go on diets for that one sole purpose of wanting to lose weight or to see a certain number on the scale or to fit into a certain pant size. And so I love the fact that you're highlighting Trudy, that you eating to feel good can make the world of difference. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So, so what happened next? So you, you you do some research, you, um, start, you know, becoming certified in nutrition and kind of go down a different trajectories, but tell us more about that. Yeah. So, you know, the more that I learned about plant-based
1: foods was the more I studied to study as well, habit formation. So I wrote a book about it, bought it called unbreakable habits. Um, and it's all about the seven habits that I learned along my journey to feeling better, um, and to just really nourishing my body. But when it came to stress, how that came about was, you know, I'm still in the corporate world. um, And I had a boss at that time that was pretty demanding. And she was constantly providing me with criticism, even though everybody else on the team was happy with my work. You know, somehow she just wasn't happy. And she kept providing me with more criticism. And I just became more stressed and more anxious and one day and I would run to the bathroom, bathroom seems to be like the theme of my life here. But one day I ran to the bathroom and I was in the stall and I'm sure there's women out there who do this as well. I was just thinking, how, how did I end up in this situation? Right. But then I paused and I asked myself, Trudy, what is it that you can learn in this moment? And in that moment, gratitude actually washed over me because I realized that my boss had actually given me yet another reason to leave that job that just wasn't fulfilling my spirit. And that ultimately you know, led to me doing what I love for a living, which is now being a nutritionist and helping others to live healthier. So that was really the breaking point where I separated myself from the corporate world. And I started to really focus more on stress management as well as brain health. Wow. And you know what I also learned as well, Ashley, is that We can do ourselves an enormous favor if we just take control of how we're framing our life and make life work for us rather than thinking that everything in our life is against us.
0: I love that. I love that so much. And so explain more when you, because I know even people listening, they're in a position where maybe work is really, really stressful, or maybe they're even thinking about pursuing something different, going out on their own and and doing what, like what you and I have done. So how was that transition from being in the corporate world for quite a while to going out on your own?
1: I would say equal parts terrifying and exciting at the same time. So I would say, you know, if there is something that, you know, your heart is calling you to do pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why you have that burning desire in your heart and in your stomach. So, you know, pay attention to that. You know, maybe it's something that you really enjoy doing in your spare time. Maybe it's, you know, a question that your friends and your family keep asking you over and over again, like, Hey, like, you know, how do you make that, you know, quilt or whatever it is you might be doing in your spare time. And then from there, like once you identify what that thing is, you know, I don't want to get too much into business tactics, but you know, look at the market and see, is this, is there even a demand for this? And if it is, then, you know, the sky is the limit from there.
0: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. I could not agree more. I think that's great. So as you were on this journey, you had left your job and you're really just, it seems like tapping into a lot of things, you know, what you're eating, how you're feeling and how you can almost harness stress and use it for good in a way, or to like, like you've said before, like basically turn it into your superpower. So how did that all come about? Because I know I'm stressed. I know, you know, you're probably stressed. Those listening are stressed. So yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah. You know, I would say that, you know, stress is always going to be there, right? It's always going to be there no matter what, but what makes all of the difference is how we react to it and we can rise above it so that it no longer has this immense sense of control over us. So just like I was in the corporate world, you know, when I had this boss that just never, you know, seemed to be satisfied with my workload, you know, look at that stress as an invitation. It's an invitation to look at your life and try to find ways where you can redesign
0: your life to make it what it is that you really want it to be. So with that, you came up with the rise method. I know rise stands for something, and I would love to go through Mm -hmm. basically what each one of those um, letters means and how we can apply it to our life, how we can basically take stress and, and use it because like I said, it's, it's not going anywhere. So how can we kind of utilize it, tap into it in a way? Yeah, absolutely,
1: Ashley. And, you know, I always like to start out with, you know, having people understand the why, like, why is it that you're even going to embark on this journey to begin with? And when we look at stress and the way that it damages our body, it actually can damage our body in irreversible ways. There's at least 17 different conditions that we can link to excess stress, Um, problems with memory. Okay, so it can actually uh, attack the part of your brain called the hippocampus that's responsible for memory and learning. So if you're finding yourself really stressed out, maybe your memory is impacted, right? Maybe you just feel like you just can't focus Um, your blood sugar as well. Your blood sugar also can go on the rise during stressful situations with hormones like adrenaline and cortisol, which are the stress hormones, right? So I like to, you know, kind of frame that up first and have people understand like, Hey, there are certain conditions and illnesses that can actually be linked to excess stress. So we really do need to find a way to channel that stress.
0: I think that's an important thing to touch on too, is that, you know, we can, eat in quotes, the healthiest possible diet ever. But if we're not managing our stress at the same time, I mean, it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you do. Cause you're right. Like stress can create so many diseases. It can, turn into so many, you know, different debilitating things. And I think it's uh, just a really important thing to touch on as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right, Ashley, you know,
1: really mindset is at the ground floor when it comes to making any sort of changes in your life, you know, whether it is, man- you know, managing stress, whether it is eating more plants, right. Whatever it is, it all comes down to mindset. That is the ground floor. That is the foundation that you build off of. And that's why the first step in the rise method is for ruminating. So the R stands for ruminating. Um, And if you've ever heard of ruminating before, that's when you tend to dwell on situations that you find distressing or upsetting, or when you replay a problem over and over again in your mind. And I'm sure a lot of us have done that. Like it could be, you know, maybe you had a discussion with your coworker that didn't go as well as you thought it would go. So now you're replaying that again and again in your mind. Like maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe when I said that this person thought this thing, but when you do that, you train your emotional brain And I also like to call this your inner mean girl. So you train that emotional part of your brain to become even more powerful, which makes it more likely that you're going to spend even more time in the future being stressed and feeling anxious and ruminating. So what I say is, you know, let that energy of stress be the thing that drives you towards where it is you want to go. Okay. Don't use that energy to worry about all of the things that you don't want, because then you're just going to go deeper and deeper into a hole. And that emotional part of your brain is actually going to be trained to become stronger. You know, we've all heard of the pothole analogy. Like when we focus on the pothole in the road, we go right there. Right. It's the same thing when it comes to rumination and when it comes to training our brain. Right. So we need to redirect that stress, you know, turn it into a superpower and, you know, use it to point, you know, the ship of your life in the direction that you want to go. And the reason why this is also important, I talked about illnesses earlier, but, you know, we have over 30 trillion different cells in our body, Ashley, and each one of those cells are influenced by our thoughts. So every thought you think that influences chemical messengers in your brain and how your body ultimately functions. So your thoughts really are a part of your illness as well as your wellness.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. So if let's say like I am having a conversation, you know, with myself, I'm in the bathroom and like, I'm getting ready to go to bed or whatever. And I'm kind of replaying these thoughts over and over again, this conversation that I had with a coworker, you had kind of said redirecting your thoughts is really helpful to kind of basically turn that into basically fuel your fire in a different direction. So what would you recommend kind of specifically there? Because I know a lot of people can relate to playing a conversation over and over in their head or kind of battling back and forth with, uh, you know, someone in their brain. So how would you, yeah. What would you recommend if someone is, is doing that?
1: Yeah. Great question, Ashley. You know, ultimately when you have these negative thoughts, your brain is just really just doing its job, which is to protect you. It thinks it's protecting you when it has these negative thoughts, right? So a quick tip is to just stop in the moment. If you can, if you're driving, then don't do that, (laughs) but you know, to stop in the moment where you can and practice catch release and replace. Okay. So this involves taking a few deep breaths. So on that first breath in, you want to catch that thought, whatever the thought is that you have, you know, whatever that thing that's stressing you out or making you feel overwhelmed, and just say to yourself, that's an interesting thought. Okay. Then when you exhale, I want you to thank your brain for trying to protect you. Because again, that's all it's trying to do, it's just trying to protect you. Okay. So it's not that we want to completely try to eliminate these thoughts, just picture almost like, you know, a cloud just floating in the sky. The cloud doesn't stay still in the sky. Clouds are always going to be there, but they pass, right? So you want to think about that thought, just kind of like a cloud passing in the sky, okay? And then on your next breath, replace that thought with something that is more helpful, okay? Something that you feel is more empowering.
0: That's fantastic. And I think that's, it's it's such an kind of just a nice way to, cause I know a lot of us struggle with battling negative thoughts in our head. And so if we can really work on like what you said, kind of just look at it as like, okay, it's a cloud passing in the sky. I can recognize it and kind of just let it move on or think of something else redirect my thoughts. I think that's really helpful. Again, just to, like you said, just to start retraining your brain to go in a different direction. Um, well, yeah, so good. All right. So what is next? <laughs>
1: Uh, So next is I, so I is for inflammation and inflammation is an important one. And Ashley, I'm sure you know all about this, right? With the plant-based foods, but you know, stress is the cause of all inflammatory response in our body. Okay. So, you know, when you sprain your ankle, that places physical stress on the body. Um, When you have a run, a runny nose, when you have a cough. These are all symptoms of inflammation. OK, um, and inflammation is a risk factor for more than 30 different medical illnesses. Um, so things like diabetes, which I'm seeing on the rise and even pre-diabetes, um, cancer, dementia and even depression as well. OK, so there are two different types of stress. So acute stress is just your body's natural response to so those things that I mentioned earlier, whether you stub your toe or you you know scrape your knee like that sort of thing. But chronic inflammation, on the other hand, is the one that we need to be more cognizant of, okay, because this is your body's really confused and damaging response to a variety of different, um, I would say environmental, you know, physical and definitely mental invaders, which come in the forms of things like a poor diet, um, as well as stress. Okay, Um, and also the diet that most of us are eating these days is known as the standard American diet or the Western diet. Um, And this includes a lot of processed foods, very high in sugar and leaves very little room for those plant based foods that make us feel good. Right. Um, For those healthy fats, all of those foods. And what concerns me now as a nutritionist, especially with the pandemic, is that I know a lot of people are turning to processed foods. A lot of people are turning to these high sugar foods because they're turning to foods to soothe. And, you know, the danger with that is that a lot of the foods, or I shouldn't say a lot, but of those high sugar foods and those processed foods that we're turning to to manage stress are actually formulated to keep you hooked and keep you coming back for more. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to get too far on the road with this, but there's a classification of these foods. It's called hyper palatable foods. And these are like a group of foods that scientists pretty much engineer to hit certain taste buds on your tongue so that you keep coming back for more. So if you wonder why you can't stop eating those chocolate alm- almonds, there's probably a reason why.
0: Well, I, actually, what, how you describing the hyper palatable foods also honestly makes me think of social media, how, again, it's mm. also, I mean, people behind, you know, the foods that we eat, the devices that we use. I mean, they're incredibly, incredibly intelligent and they know how to keep us hooked. They know how to keep us coming back for more. So no, I I just, I want to say, I really appreciate you bringing that up. So,
1: okay. So inflammation, let's talk about how you can fight back against inflammation. Let's talk about that. So I want to say, you know, first this, like, it's not that we have to completely cut out those foods and we can never have fun. Like you can enjoy those foods, you know, every once in a while. And that's what I do. Like I find myself eating healthy, at least like seven 70 to 80% of the time. And then I allow myself for like the pizza nights or the chocolate almonds here and there. Okay. So we don't want you to become militant about it. We do want you to enjoy this process. So just start by adding in things. Don't think about all the things you got to take out. Okay. So, you know, you can add things like, you know, dark leafy greens, for example, just throw them in your smoothie. It's the easiest thing to do. Blend them up. Okay. Um, Blueberries are another great one as well. Um, Turmeric is a good one. Ginger um, and green tea. So maybe you swap out your coffee in the morning, you know, a few times a week, but some green tea instead.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Those are great ideas. And again, going at it from the approach of adding things in versus taking things away just makes it so much more enjoyable. And like you said, less mm. militant, less restrictive. And it reminds me too, of what you said earlier at the beginning about how you had an unhealthy relationship with food. And that was something that you also wanted to work on and kind of using this method. And like you said, it's not like you're recommending someone to be, you know, 100% whole food plant based. Like we want you to have fun. We want you to be able to enjoy these delicious, fun foods that are out there. These foods that you have, you know, with holidays and, and with different celebrations and things like that. And so I think that's also just a really great point. Again, just with you talking about having a healthful relationship with food, it, a large part of it is recognizing what it is that you're eating and, and how you're feeling, which I know that you had touched on earlier. So and mm-hmm. that definitely leaves room for some fun foods in there too.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, so the next step in the RISE system is S and that is for stress busting nutrients. That's probably my Oof. favorite part. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, these days we often tend to treat any sort of illnesses or disease with prescription drugs or very risky surgeries. You know, all of this before we stop to consider what it is that we're putting on our plate. And although dietary recommendations have been recommended, um, for, you know, lots of different types of diseases like heart disease and diabetes, you know, food really hasn't been the recommended protocol for mental health until now. So there's a lot more studies that are emerging in this area, um, that I'm really excited about. One of them uh, was one that was done in 2017. I don't know if you've heard of this one, Ashley called the smiles trial. I don't think so. No. Okay. So this one is called the smiles trial. It was led by Felice Jacka. And there was two groups. So they put the patients into two groups. Both groups had severe depression. Okay, so one group had social support and social support only, while the second group had social support and they were fed a Mediterranean diet. Okay, so lots of you know um, colorful fruits and vegetables, you know oily fish, healthy fats, that sort of thing. So they followed these two groups for twelve weeks. And they found out that the patients that were in the group, the support group, and the Mediterranean diet group, so the ones that had those two uh, resources available to them, um, they actually had a much greater reduction in their uh, depressive symptoms as well as their symptoms of anxiety. So that's what I, you know, kind of follow when I come when it comes to like plant-based eating is mostly just the Mediterranean diet. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean like eating Greek food, like all the time. It's just kind of following the principles of the Mediterranean diet of the plant-based foods, the healthy fats, you know, the healthy oils, like olive oil and that sort of thing.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Basically again, just eating up a predominantly plant-based diet, like including a lot of whole food plants into your diet.
1: Yeah. And there are certain nutrients that that do get depleted in your body during times of stress. There's like four major ones, but I'll just cover one um, because it's one group that I really loved speaking about and it's B vitamins. So when you're stressed out, um, the B vitamins in your body get completely burnt out. And there was one study that showed um, that participants taking a vitamin B complex supplement, they reported a 20% reduction in work related stress. Okay. Which is really important. yeah. 20%. Right. Yeah, That's a lot. And I'm, a lot of us. Yeah. And a lot of us are stressed out right now because even with the pandemic, like we're working from home and yes, it's nice to work from the comfort of our homes, but, um, you know, I don't know what you're finding with your clients, Ashley, but I'm finding with my clients, they're working even more hours now yes. than ever before. Yeah. There's more added to their plate and
0: they're stressed out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, I, you know, I actually did not know that about B vitamins. And like you said, there's others oh, yeah. too, but that's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And vitamin B6
1: in particular, that one helps to manufacture the neurotransmitter um, uh, serotonin. And that's the one that helps us to cope with symptoms of depression, stress, and anxiety. It's a neurotransmitter that just makes us feel good. Yeah. So one of my favorite sources of B vitamins are sweet potatoes. Okay. Oof. They're so good. You do Everything with sweet potatoes. You're going to get the vitamin B6 in there. You're also going to get the beta carotene um, in there as well, but some other B6, Food sources. If you're not, you know, crazy about sweet potatoes, I don't know why not. (laughs) But other B six vitamins would be uh, bananas, uh, cauliflower, garlic, cashews, um, bell peppers. So like red and green bell peppers, um, spinach as well.
0: Yeah, a lot of good stuff. And I'm definitely team sweet potato all the way. I love sweet potatoes. So (laughs) yeah, Uh,
1: that's great. Awesome. Awesome. So what is Um, and then E?
0: Yeah, let's hear it. E.
1: Okay. So E is emphasis on gut health. I had to get creative with that one. (laughs) So your gut is your second brain. So it really is important that you're feeding your gut the right foods because by nourishing your gut, you're also nourishing your brain. Okay. That's why I have a picture of the brain behind me. So that relationship between your brain and your gut is bi-directional. And that just simply means that they talk to each other. So your brain sends messages to your gut and your gut sends messages to your brain. And this is done through chemicals called neurotransmitters that I just talked about earlier. So ser- uh, serotonin, dopamine, that sort of thing. So this is one reason why this bidirectional relationship, this is one reason why when you're feeling stressed, you might feel like you have an upset stomach or you might have digestive issues when you're feeling stressed. So again, like you said earlier, Ashley, like pay attention to how it is that you're feeling. And that really will be
0: your guide. Yeah, absolutely. And this is, I see this all of the time, Trudy, especially with clients where they're like having a reflux or they just don't feel good when they're at work. And so we uncover, okay, well, like what's going on? We dig deeper and a lot of it ties back to stress. And Mm then being overwhelmed. And so their stomach is upset and they're having reflux and all of these issues. And so in an effort to manage their stress or turn it into their superpower, it can make the biggest difference and also uh, cultivate a really healthful gut as best as possible. But it's again, it makes the world of difference.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, there are some things that actually pose a threat to your gut's good bacteria. Um, so things like antibiotics, for example, Mm -hmm. so your microbiome can actually be negatively affected by an overuse of antibiotics. So this is not to say that if your doctors prescribe them not to take them, but I'm talking about like an overuse of antibiotics. Okay. Because they kill both the good guys in your gut, as well as the bad guys, um, you know, animal foods as well, because antibiotics are used a lot of times when it comes to raising animals. Right. So they've kind of wormed their way into our food chain as well. Um, Processed foods also pose a threat to your gut's good bacteria. So processed foods, um, you know, they're really high in refined white sugar, things like fructose, corn syrup, and they also contain emulsifiers a lot of the time. So we typically find emulsifiers in things like um, the coffee creamers, for example, those flavored coffee creamers that we love dumping into our coffee. Sometimes they're in there. So emulsifiers are used to like, kind of give you that mouthfeel to kind of make things taste a little bit more appetizing, right? So those can be harmful to your microbiome as well.
0: So what are some things that would be kind of on the flip side? What would be helpful, especially like, I don't know about you, but I grew up on a lot of antibiotics. I feel like thankfully they're not used maybe as much on kids as maybe they were when like we were growing up, but what are some things that we can do to maybe help cultivate a good, healthy gut bacteria? Yeah. So I would say, you know, nourish your gut with the addition of both probiotics
1: and prebiotics. So the way that I like to explain this is, did you used to play Pac-Man when you were a kid, Ashley? The game I, did. Pac-Man? I still, I still play when I go to the arcade. <laughs> Do you? That's yeah. awesome. I wish we had an arcade here. Yeah. So this is kind of how I like to explain probiotics and prebiotics Because so people get them confused. So picture the Pac-Man game. Okay. So all of those little dots that you see, like, you know, in the Pac-Man game, those are the prebiotics and the little Pac-Man is like the probiotics. So little Pac-Man's there and he's kind of like eating all those little dots. Right. So that's kind of why I like, you know, talk about the difference between probiotics and prebiotics. So prebiotics, they feed your guts, good bacteria. Okay. So, um, prebiotics, they actually don't break down in the intestine either. Instead, they reach your colon where they then feed your healthy gut bacteria. Okay. So, um, prebiotics are delicious, lots of delicious foods as well. Um, and then probiotics, you can find it in things like, um, Greek yogurt, kefir, sauerkraut, miso, um, and prebiotics you can find in things like leeks. I love leeks. I feel like we don't mm. use leeks like nearly enough, like onions, like that sort of thing.
0: Awesome. So in, in using those in combination that can help build what you're saying, basically have really good, helpful gut bacteria.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And again, it's like, just make these changes slowly. You don't have to do all of these things all at once, right? Just like pick one thing. Like maybe you start adding a little bit more leeks into your, your meals, which are like so delicious, a great way to flavor food. Um, or, you know, like maybe you switch out your wine for kombucha instead. That's yeah. what I actually, that's what I did when I was tapering off of wine. I switched that out and put it in a really nice glass too. Yes.
0: I, <laughs> I recommend that as well. I went out, um, to a vegan food truck a couple of days ago, and the place that we were at also had kombucha, and I was and they poured it in like a nice little wine glass, and it just was like pink and pretty. So I think that just elevates the experience all the more. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, Trudy, this was all such such great information. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to leave the listener with, or anything that you know we miss that you'd like to talk about? Yeah. Again, you know, like I said earlier, Ashley, just start
1: slow, and you know when people generally ask me, like, where do I start? Like, I feel so overwhelmed by doing all the things, like, where do I start? And there's two places that I recommend people start. The first one is, you know, looking at your favorite foods, whatever they might be, and try to find ways to make them healthier. So I have a huge sweet tooth. So I really needed to get that in check. So I like baking a lot of healthier dishes. So for example, I whipped up these salted caramel chickpea blondies. So I use chickpea flour to make the these blondies. And then i used um, dates and like coconut milk and a couple of other things to like make a date caramel sauce that I drizzled over the top of it. Even my husband, who was not like the, like the best plant-based eater, he was just lapping those up and licking the plate. So, you know, even, <laughs> even people who, you know, still like their sweet treats, they will love it as well. So just find ways to really enjoy that process of taking care of yourself.
0: Yes, absolutely. And if you have not made a date caramel sauce, I highly recommend it. Cause you're right. It is so delicious and you can put <laughs> it on anything and everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, good. Well, we have everything listed below. So if you're curious just to learn more about Trudy, check out her book, like definitely check out the links below. Cause we have everything listed there as a resource for you. Um, if you want to learn more about Trudy, but before we go, Trudy, where is the best place that people can get in touch with you or follow you if they want to do that?
1: Yeah, they can check me out on Facebook or Instagram. I'm Trudy E. Stone. And then my website is TrudyEstone.com.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom with me and the listeners. Thanks for having me, Ashley. Thank you so much for listening to the Plant-Centered and Thriving podcast today. If you found this episode inspiring, please share it with a friend or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally say thank you. Until next time, keep thriving.